0: And I definitely really struggled from an, from early on just to look up and go okay there's you know women that I wanted to be like which was quite hard for me early on so I think out of when I was there there was probably about 40 partners I think there were two of them were women and you know even in business today like my main role is business development and I find it quite challenging because a lot of the people and the decision makers I have to deal with are men Welcome
1: to the Sisterhood Club podcast where we talk all things business web3 And nfts we're on a mission to educate elevate and empower women into the world of web 3. so join us on this journey as we learn together from leading experts and remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only so please do your own research and enjoy today's episode hey everyone thanks so much for listening to the sisterhood club podcast Today's episode is going to be slightly different. As uh, some of you are aware, we hosted our first Sisterhood Social In Your Life event, and we recorded the whole panel discussion. So I am very excited to be sharing it with you today. There are some absolute golden nuggets in here. There are some laugh out loud loud moments in here. So enjoy, and I would love to hear your feedback. So please reach out to me on socials, comment um, in the podcast show notes below, and I look forward to hearing from you all. And I really hope you enjoy today's very special episode. An
2: in-depth introduction to each and every single one of them, but I think it will be really nice to kick off for you all to hear directly from them. So, if you would all like to introduce yourself and just tell the audience a little bit about who you are and your journey, your own very unique journeys into Web three, that would be wonderful. And you've got the milk, Apparently, mic. Apparently, I'm good. <laughs> you're, you're first. <laughs> um, it's so nice to see
3: uh, so many Aussie people interested in Web 3. Like, honestly, when I was in Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces, uh talking about crypto and Web3 3, three years ago, it was a very foreign concept that we would have so many women in Web3 and uh, so many Aussie founders in this space. So congratulations to both of you, super excited for this first event. Um, my name is Catherine Boychuk, for those of you that don't know me, uh, I'm STEM Queen, um, you can find me on Twitter at Kay And And um, I stepped into Web3 3, three years ago. I'm a CTO, uh, 20 years in technology was a former Chief Operating Officer at Telstra Enterprise, so no technology inside and out, and know what it's like to be a woman trying to take an executive role in technology and raising three daughters. It became really obvious to me that I was going to have to transition and be an early adopter in Web3 if I was going to ensure that it was an equitable place for women to build and found and not just work for other people. And so that's really my mission, to help uh, Onboard as many women founders as possible into Web3 uh, so that we actually make the best use of a decentralized opportunity for everyone. So, look forward to meeting so many of you tonight.
0: Thank you. Hi guys, my name is Lisa Tay and it's so nice to see so many um, familiar faces and new faces. So thank you so much for giving up your time to come tonight. Um, it's really great to see some men as well. So, uh, you know, it's really awesome. I think uh, women definitely need to do more to support other women, but also I think, you know, men pay, play a really big role in actually helping women get to, you know, where they can go in the workplace. And I started my career, I like to say I'm a recovering tax lawyer. Uh, do you ever recover from more? No, you from don't. Definitely not tax. <laughs> I went law, you went tax. It shows that we're a tech geeks, Yeah, you definitely don't recover, unfortunately. It's got a lot of scars, but I won't talk about them tonight. This isn't therapy. I did that earlier this week. But um, I actually fell down the wrap. Oh, I'm going to probably date myself. I discovered social, like, God, when Facebook first started. So that was a really long time ago. And I just fell in love with social media and the fact that you could consume content at scale and share content at scale. So I, I escaped the world of tax after somehow falling down that hole for about seven years and I started my first agency my digital marketing agency called Cody Agency uh, about seven years ago and I just became obsessed with helping people and companies share their stories and their mission on social media and then last year I went down the web three rabbit hole the first NFT that I bought was actually um the matrix NFT I love Keanu Reeves like honestly oh, yeah, cool. everyone has got his number that would be great just talk to me after the panel um, Uh, So I I got up at 4 a.m. actually to get that um, NFT, which is quite crazy and it it would just Uh, it was like very early on. It was probably November last year and the tech was not great. And so I ended up buying the NFT at 4 p.m. the next day because I was waiting for that long, um, which was pretty crazy. But uh, I thought, okay, this is going to be the future. It's going to change the way that we work, live and play. So I started um, a Web3 focused agency called Mooning, which was like a really good idea, I thought at the time. And now I'm like, it's like, just to do it with bots <laughs> and like... <laughs> I'm like going to become that butt girl, which is like really annoying. So I'm just embracing it. Um, but you won't see my ass. Don't worry. Um, unless you want to, of course. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> don't think anyone wants to. Um, so that's only fans. No. Uh, but yeah, just really excited to see the, the ecosystem like really grow. I think Greg from NFT Fest is here. I think I saw him before. Um, but yeah, he's there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's coming up in November. So I definitely encourage all of you to go and, um, you know, get, Tickets for that. It's honestly just great to see people like Greg and um, you know Pam and and Georgie just do events like this because it really brings us all together. And you know I feel like it's really great. And I know it sounds so cliched, you know, to be focused on community, but that's one of the things I love about. Um, Web three, so really gl- glad to, an honoured to be in such a great company. So thanks for having me. Thank
4: you. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Lisa. <laughs> All right, it feels really exciting. It feels a bit like a movement, like the start. We're at the start of something awesome. So my name's Liza Boston. I've been a tech entrepreneur for 35 years now. So I'm outing myself. <laughs> I got my first Commodore 64 and started programming because I there's a hot bloke down the street, one of my brother's mates, and I thought, you now I'm gonna get one. <laughs> Most people started a band, and I. Uh, so then, but then we, we got the computer. I had to go to computer school. Whoa, what? Oh, didn't, this is not part of the bargain. So, of course, went to computer school, started coding, and then you know I was I was of the age where uh, when I started at Melbourne Uni, you could you could deliver a handwritten essay, and when I finished, it was all online. So I'm the same age as Sergey and Larry, the Google guys. I um, I kind of I, I popped out of uni and um, realised really quickly that no one knew this, anything about this thing called the internet. Like, oh my god, that's a business opportunity right there. So, I started my first uh, <clears throat> tech company. Um, I built and scaled. Um, Fiber optic networks around the world. Um, I coach big companies how to spend all their money and build e commerce solutions. And then somehow I found myself in San Francisco, California in 2007. And there's a guy called Tim O'Reilly Tim O'Reilly, who had um, coined the term Web 2.0. And I'd heard about this conference. I'm like, oh, I've got to go. This is so exciting. This is a read write web. This is the start of social. This is everything we've ever dreamed of. This is extraordinary. And I remember ringing them up and saying, you know, I said, "Where's my invitation? Like I've I've applied online and haven't seen it come in the post. Got to book flights." I said, "Sorry, you know, it's invitation only." I said, "Well, who's making that decision? That's crazy. Wait, why aren't I on the list? I'm a I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a founder, and you can imagine in Australia in two thousand and seven. Those terms had never even been heard of. You know, there was no VC industry in this country." You know, I finally blagged my way in, and they said, "Okay, you know," I, I spoke to me was, "Okay, you're on the list." And, <laughs> and I, and I get there, and I'm, and I, I remember booking the. That was ten grand US to go to the gig, and I'm, you know, as a startup founder, that was a lot. I'm like, I've got to go government grant. Booked in the the the, the, the uh, YCA down the street, and and I rock up, and on the first day, there's a thousand people there. Like there was the first two people I met were Sergey and Larry. I met Mark Zuckerberg. He sold a one percent share of his company to um, Microsoft for three. 50 million. Ruben Murdoch turned up. He bought MySpace for 580 million bucks. I said, G'day, mate, Crackatini. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh-huh. And he's like, What's a young girl like you doing here? Because, by the way, there's about five women in the whole room. There's a thousand people. I met Marissa Meyer from who was, Yahoo, who was Google then, who's Yahoo now, um, Mary Meeker. There was, you could literally count them on the back of your hand, which was great for cut-through. And at the time, I thought this is, uh, I sat next to, I self-selected myself next to Rupert Murdoch and I said, come on. I said, throw me a bone here, you know, you were, I'm trying to start a media empire. <laughs> can you give me just one tip to start off the press? <laughs> and he said, uh, he looked at me and he said, well, if I was you, the best, the best advice I can give for your career is go out there and marry a Chinese bloke. <laughs> which I, you know, later on on the dance floor, I had to tell Rupert to, you know, rack off. He was cramping my style. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are at the start of Web 3 and here I am again. And I have come a long way from from go to get here and it it's, it's even actually um, amazes me <laughs> that I'm... Absolutely, so excited about the future of the internet. And I've seen, I'm old enough to see all the troubles and all the woes and all the things that have gone wrong. And one of the main things is that there are not enough women in leadership roles, not enough female founders. And we're going to talk about that tonight. So that's enough about me. Well, I'll just quickly, so. I've been in my deep dive. I, in my capacity, I, I invest. Um, I'm a, I'm a VC. I raise capital. I invest in extraordinary startups and founders. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of my, my main focus is, is social impact and, um, and you know how do we use these tools to create alternative asset class investment? How do, we, how do we operate in a world of climate catastrophe and peak oil and terror, the world's on fire? Uh, I'd love to see these tools fall in the hands of people like you, faces that, that representation matters and storytellers matter and the way that we code Indigenous you know lives matter like all of this has to come in this beautiful swirl to create the future we've imagined and it's the rise of the sacred feminine
1: <laughs> amazing thank you so much for those introductions I think you can all agree we have a phenomenal panel here tonight and thank you each and every one of you for being here but I'd love to know and, and Liza you just touched on it there so quite beautifully but You've been on a journey, you've seen Web 2, now Web 3. What are some of the barriers that women face? Like, why aren't there more women in technology? Why aren't there more women coming through into Web 3? This is open to all. I'd love to get your thoughts and opinions on how we can bring more women into this space.
4: I'd like to start with that because I've been um, studying this exact topic 0.7% of capital went to female-led, sole female-led tech founders in the last two years out of all the private capital, and private capital doubled in that time. Now, did anyone see Elon Elon Musk's uh, (laughs) uh, um, text messages that were leaked from that court case? Do you know know how private equity works? It's get a make cracker tinny, there's 250 million bucks. So it's a boys' club. And we need structural change, we need cultural change and behavioural change. And um, I've only recently, very recently in my career, really started to call out um, unconscious bias. And I do it as an activist in in real time. And I think that's pushing into where we need, you know, we, where we need to get to. Like what's happening with in in Iran at the moment. I think there's, you know there's flavours of cultural change and big movements so I think it's structural to start with but
0: um, so I started my career in uh, one of the big four accounting firms and I definitely really struggled from an, from early on just to look up and go, okay, there's, you know, women that I wanted to be like, which was quite hard for me early on. So I think out of when I was there, there was probably about 40 partners. I think there were two of them were women. And, you know, even in business today, like my main role is business development and I find it quite challenging because a lot of the people and the decision Make is I have to deal with the men. So, uh, and my business partner, he's amazing. But you know, he does a lot of his business deals out drinking, probably at strip clubs. I don't know what he's doing to be honest. But it's really hard, like <laughs> at the footy. I don't, know, it's just, I don't know. Hopefully working hard. But um, you know, it's so much easier for him because you know it's just a lot of men in key decision-making um, positions. So when I get the chance to actually talk to incredible women and work with them, like it makes my job, and you know. So much more enjoyable so i think we definitely need to like it has to change but um you know it's always going to be challenging I think for women because say if you have children you've got to take time off work and so it does become harder to have like a very clear career path without being interrupted so the more that we can support women around us like you know I I actually post a lot on LinkedIn and I have to say like I haven't had that many negative comments over the years but they've always if I've ever had them they've always been from women um, you know judging my appearance or anything like that and I sort of think it's so hard already being a woman in business like we need to support each other and not tear each other down. So I think definitely it comes from having amazing women around you to support you and lift you up. Um, but also I think it's exactly like what you were saying, like you've got to call out that behavior and I can tell you it's, it's really difficult because you don't want to be seen as shrill or like, you know, you're um, causing a scene, like when men are like objectifying you or anything. So I, I, must say like I'm still working on that because I don't know how to say it without looking like you know making look like look like I'm making a massive deal out of it so that's something I'm still working on but it's definitely something I'm really aware of and I do want to tell and educate the men around me like tell them when they've done something amazing I know it sounds really like you're training them like a dog but you've got to tell them like you know it's really great that you um acknowledged all the women in the room when you were in a meeting for example something as simple as that because they probably don't even realize that you know a lot of the time like I'll be in a meeting with say all men and they always just look at the other men and you're just thinking there's a woman going, hello, like, can you look at me? Like, I'm actually the boss here. So, you know, I think the more that we can all stand up for each other and actually call out, you know, behavior that isn't great, then we can hopefully start to get more women, um, you know, in positions where they actually belong.
3: I, I, oh, Sorry. Turn the mic right around. Um, I also just think we have a structural issue in general, like with language, like no one just rolls out of bed and go, oh, I'm gonna be non-fungible today. Like the language <laughs> is really inaccessible. And so when you're when the basics of the language is inaccessible, it's really hard to then think about how do I apply this in a real world context. And so if you think about um, you know, I'm a huge fan of, of the Ethereum blockchain, but if I look at, you know, the Polygon team like arguably the best business development team in the world onboarded Starbucks, Disney, you name it, they've onboarded them in the last 12 months incredibly well. And you know what, people that are buying their coffee and getting their Odyssey points are gonna tap a bank card on a machine that is going to be connected to the blockchain, do you think that customer's going to have any idea that they're interacting with Web3? Absolutely not. Are they going to track their Odyssey points to redeem a cup? Absolutely, bloody lutely And so that's the level of seamlessness that we need to reach in that in that what I call ease of access. It's got to be one click, one tap, and we are definitely not there in terms of the marketplaces we have today, the wallet applications that we have today. We're at the dial-up internet stage of capability, which means, the biggest thing in Web3 has not been built yet. The biggest organisations that we're all gonna interact with have not been built yet. And it's a race to take first ground. And so I think once we get that, you know, what I call the Apple pay ease in Web3, we will start to see greater strides and people have more confidence to build and integrate like adobe turning on a mint button for artists that's going to see mass adoption in a way that people aren't like oh i'm going to adopt web 3 today it's just going to be a seamless transition in our lives Mm -hmm. so we're a couple of years away from that
2: Mm -hmm. brilliant thank you so much and there's been some lovely points that you've all touched upon there and I think it's genuinely like we are at the beginning um, but kicking off I think I was listening to a podcast today and it's roughly eight percent of creators and founders in the web three space at the moment are are female and that is just such a huge gap when we are on almost like an equal playing field at the moment so to see so many women here today just really curious and interested really means a lot and we need more diversity inclusion brings more diverse and inclusive of ideas and and that's something that was really important. I think I was speaking to Isabella just before we sat down this evening, and we were just discussing at the concept of you cannot be what you cannot see. And we were at an event um, a couple of weeks back, and um, I, I shared with Isabella that that concept was discussed. Um, but one of the women on one of the DNI panels that we were sat at said, scrap that. If you cannot see it, be it. And that is, I thought, hell yeah, right. That is actually more of an attitude that I'm gonna take. And I think that's one that, you know, we should all really try and, try and adopt. So thank you so much for, for sharing that all there. Catherine, I'm gonna. I'm going to lead the next question on to you, um, so look, you you are actually Georgie and I absolutely see you as being a pioneer in this space. You have directed and led two amazing sellout NFT projects, Apocalyptic Queen Apes and Queen Apes. And we genuinely see you as really a leading force, um, for women, um, in this space. And you've been very inspiring for the both of us. Um, so thank you for being so active on Twitter. Thank you for not being able to not say GM in the morning. Um, but could you actually? Actually share a little bit about that process in terms of the projects that you've had an involvement in and how you've actually helped and contributed to those projects being so successful? Um, well the apocalyptic see one
3: thing about being a woman in web three like my my biggest piece of advice and this probably applies to the men too like you need an nft buddy and it can't be someone you live with like, ideally someone that's on the opposite side of the world as you so that you're covering the time zones so for example my nft wife is lisa joe she's one of the the queen's leadership team members and um she's in arizona and she rang me at three forty eight this morning because the walking dead minted at 6 a.m this morning so she doesn't call me at five 55 to be like the mints in five minutes, 3.40 something a.m. this morning. Anyway, she's like, the mints on this morning, let's do a Spaces for an hour. And I'm like, okay. So you jump on Twitter Spaces and then you catch the news and you catch the news before everything wakes up. And so before I know it, you know, we've got Coinbase announcing, um, you know, on Prime TV this week, like three years behind the scenes. Behind the scenes look at Web3 and you're seeing OpenSea launching bulk listings and and it's so exciting, it's like an addiction, it's fantastic. But news is currency and relationships are currency right now. And so if I think about the journey over the last two years, like a lot of my relationships have been around angel investing and backing women. Um, I think early on when I stepped into Web3, like I remember the mint of the Bored Ate Yacht Club. Like, if I could wind back the clock, I would mint a million Bored Apes and <laughs> not so many pixie puppies
5: <laughs>
3: that were little pixelated puppies that, like, jumped up and down like this. And I'm like, everyone's going to want a puppy that does this. And instead we got Bored Apes. But... You know, not the best call. But um, it became really apparent to me that there were like special little rooms of all men um, and then the world kind of shut its borders and it was this virtual world and they were in a coordinated way minting project after project and creating life change, generational wealth. And I was like, where are the women? Is this thing working? Okay? <laughs> and, and then I saw people like... Gary V stepped forward. And I'll never forget that day when he stepped in and he would regularly put out calls. If you're an artist stepping into Web3, um, share your art. I'm going to help you get your first start today. And I remember distinctly the day and he um, bought Sarah Borman's, um, otherwise known as Sparky, from Women in Weapons. He bought her first piece and she was a nurse working the front lines in COVID. And He said, do more, build a collection. You're not thinking big enough. And I think that is true for women in Web3. A lot of people step in as solo artists and maybe list one, five, 10 pieces and, and don't see it through. Whereas men are really confident in their lack of things they haven't done before, in a way that I am jealous. Like I wish that was ingrained in our, in more of us. And they're like, we're going to do ten thousand pieces, and we're going to in point oh five, and it's going to sell out, and it was. And so I, you know, seed invested a hundred thousand dollars and mentioned out women and weapons and fame ladies and women rise and the list goes on and I did that and held spaces consistent spaces and I was like the only woman for a very long time I was one of the first Aussies to get nft twitter spaces it was the coolest and really dangerous (laughs) um and so when I thought who am I going to step into a project team with I decided to step in with the apocalyptic apes because. I'm all for a good cause: cleaning the seas, replacing plastics, has to do social good as well as as being a viable business model. But I also wanted to um, help integrate some of the utility that I thought we hadn't done yet, like IP rights and you know deals with. We've, we have a partnership with Mutiny Records and we bring music licensing and have deals, you know, with Netflix and Xbox and some incredible things that I never thought that a girl from you know, Australia in Melbourne lockdown could be doing deals with LA music companies and talent companies um, to broadcast, you know, artists that were trying to step into Web3 for the first time and try and give um, art a chance to sell out so that teams that had women in them had a chance to get beyond the mint. That's all I wanted. I just wanted women to get beyond the mint and, and see, can you shift this project from a Web3 project to a company? And that's what's exciting about this time now in Web3, we're seeing really successful women step in and we're seeing companies yeah. be built, Lisa Mayer, you know, Serena. Les Serena and Serena Ventures backing Mm -hmm. them Um, and you're starting to now see some really incredible web three companies stand up and so that's why I got involved because it was too hard for women to sell out and then it was too hard for them to transition from selling out to transitioning to a company company. and that's what I do best.
1: yeah, I just want to say, actually Kevin, it's just so inspiring and you have done so much for women in this space. So and, and Pam and I, obviously, we just we absolutely love you and think you're amazing. So thank you. It's people like you that really do make the difference and for that we're very grateful. But life I wanna go on to you. Obviously, being a VC in this space and being at the the front of new innovation and technology, like What do you, why do you think now is the time for women especially to get into Web3, like what are the opportunities, why should every single woman in this room right now be excited about this opportunity? I think it's about
4: uh, controlling capital flow and um, what I did, I do a lot of thinking about where power lies and how um, how we access it. And when you start to, when you understand VC markets, private equity, investment banking, that's where the money, that's where the fun begins. <laughs> the, so earlier this year I got 100 of my best mates and dragged them into a group and um, <laughs> I called it Women in the Metaverse because I think there's a, lot, there's a big amount of intergenerational wealth transfer happening at the moment and the investors of the future are people I'm looking at here today and probably not the, the kind of um, investors of today. So I'm, I'm really, really interested in how... How it's going to disrupt the VC industry, how um, how we can create really interesting pooled capital products that are based around micro niche communities that can really support that that can uh, you know support uh, interests that maybe women have that, that men can't see. You know, um, I think it's imperative and there's someone in the crowd tonight who um, I'm speaking with next month about a, a new technology set up business and fashion but anyone starting out now that isn't starting out with the um, future of the internet in mind I think is crazy, <laughs> you know, so it's it's about really – in the VC circles, they say there's a zero-sum chance this is not going to happen. And so I watch where the capital is flowing, where the smart money goes, um, how we look at now, you know, fiat cap tables and crypto cap tables. I think, you know, it's been really interesting to watch the bear market and – this happened in Web 1.0. I've been through every single tech crash in the world, <laughs> and so what happens now is that real, genuine, genuine businesses uh, accelerate. And and like you said, Catherine, we're we're building all the infrastructure as we're jumping, so we're falling, and the the company, you know, everything's happening in tandem. Um, And I've recently just had my identity stolen which is awesome and I've been bounced off Facebook Instagram and whatsapp permanently so some 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 person is was um, putting child pornography across my platforms in Abu Dhabi and so I've lost 30 years of or whatever it is, you know, like years of content I don't own. I can't access it's why would I want to, I will never ever do that, you know, let's support a you know, web to photo sharing site ever again in the future and I've never been more motivated than to build uh, digital ownership and, um, yeah, that's that's my main reasons.
2: <laughs> Thanks very much for that. I think digital ownership is definitely one of um, one of the main reasons that I think we'll, we will start to see mass adoption with you know users in the space yeah. as well. Um, Lisa on to you um, so as we know you're I can't say Mooning without thinking about bums now but thank you for that um, so you've obviously got the Web3 marketing company Mooning congratulations on that by the way um, but we know um, for anyone that follows Lisa as well she shares amazing content on the daily um, but um, you must see and hear of so many new ideas innovation projects that are out there could you just sort of share with the audience in terms of what you're seeing at the market at the moment What some of the most exciting use cases are and um, yeah, what you think the, the, the main innovators are uh, at the moment?
0: Uh, very good question. So, um, so we actually started mooning when the well, pre crash, so we were getting a lot of really shit, pro- Can I swear, spit that out, really shit projects where people thought that you could just release. 10,000 pictures of cats in top hats and become a millionaire overnight. And we'd ask them how much they wanted to make from the Mint. They'd be like $20 million. And we go, what's your marketing budget? They're like $0.02. Cents. And we're like, next. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of just rubbish. And then the interesting thing is obviously the crash happened and then we were going, oh, my God, do we even have a company? Is anyone going to even be wanting to invest in this space? And the interesting thing is we've been speaking to quite a few Web2 companies who are like, okay, we actually need to look to the future. And for a lot of our clients, they actually didn't do an job in web 2 and I just said to them just forget web 2 it's like you're so far behind like don't start on Instagram now like you're just really far behind I said why would you want to be coming last in web 2 when you can be one of the first in web 3 so for me like that is so exciting as a marketer because it's really hard to do something new in web 2 you can literally do anything in web 3 and it could not only this is what i saying to my clients it might not only be just an industry first or a country first it could be a world first and even just like the weirdest thing um things Make news. like I saw an article about Disney like Disney's like advancing more into web 3 I'm like oh my god what are they doing like a Mickey Mouse NFT or something and they put an ad up for an NFT attorney I'm like how is this even news it's so bizarre
3: they're suing people for copyright first yeah. that's
0: their first strategy <laughs> yeah that's a very good point maybe um, I should apply for that job maybe I'm not <laughs> yeah, okay. good point, good point. <laughs> um, so I think you know it sounds so cliche but you know we when we think about projects and say utilizing NFTs for example I'm sure you've heard the term utility. If you haven't, it's pretty much like the, I guess the benefits you get from holding an NFT. And um, early on, as soon as I saw someone with utility trip to Dubai, I was like, red flag alert. Like that's a walking red flag project. Like that's a rug pull that is not going anywhere. You're going to just throw your money all away. So um, now we're actually seeing companies really think about how they can utilize NFTs maybe in their loyalty program, for example. And I've actually seen quite an interesting shift uh, in loyalty. So probably Prior to actually starting my first agency, I worked at Witchery, um, fashion company. You guys, some of you might know. Um, I actually went on my first day. So, I came from law. It was like super freaking daggy and tax. And on the first day, I'm like, "Oh holy shit, this is going to be like sex in the city. So, I walked in. I had the most hideous um, white and green floral dress on. I had bright pink shoes on because I thought, oh my God, I look like Carrie Bradshaw. This is like going to be amazing. And I walked in and everyone was wearing black. I was like, oh shit. Like, this is like... This is fashion, shit is black, so obviously I'm all black now, um, Learned my lesson. Uh, but I worked on the loyalty program there. So I actually managed a lot of really hardcore Witchery fans. Like some people would go into Witchery every single day. I'm like, what could you possibly be looking at at Witchery every single day? There's like not new stuff there. But they're really dedicated um, fans. And so uh, looking at loyalty in Web 2, it's very much like that earn, um, spend and earn model. So you move up the different tiers by spending. Whereas if I look at loyalty in Web 3, for example, people are buying in almost like memberships into projects and they're buying different rarities to get different um, benefits um, you know in projects so uh, people are actually spending money uh, actually to buy the memberships which is quite different and then if I think about loyalty in web 2 the community is very segregated so people aren't uh, really mixed together so think about Qantas frequent fly points for example you might have platinum level no one knows anyone else in platinum level unless you happen to know a friend and you like hey I'm in platinum level and they're like oh me too uh, but they don't really really interact together whereas if you think about nft communities it's just all like people that have the same nft and put it as their profile picture and there's an, an like you know an affinity straight away so you know even um they're wearing merchandise they might see someone else in like you know the board eight merchandise and there's already that connection there so i i love that we're going to see a real shift in the way that socials, um, you know, social media is uh, playing out. We're going to see a shift in brand equity and acceleration of brand equity by giving NFT holders commercial rights. So I feel like, from marketing perspective, Web3 is going to change the game completely. And this is a really exciting time for you guys to, to you know, maybe launch your first NFT project. Uh, you know, buy your first NFT, get out there, go into the metaverse, buy a VR headset. Um, honestly, if someone knows how to take a really good photo with a VR headset on where you don't look like a massive dork, please let me know because it's I feel like it's impossible. <laughs> but yeah, it's a real exciting time. So I'd encourage you just to honestly the quickest way to learn is to get your feet dirty. So feet dirty is that how you say it? Is that yeah, hands, yeah. hands <laughs> get your feet dirty too if you want um, as well. Um, I won't say a stroke here is like not appropriate. But uh, yeah so I think you know it's great that you're all here. This is like amazing. So this is like a great first step for some of you or great like middle step but definitely just get in there and get active, and that's the, the best way to learn. And you're you're actually, like, crazily enough, like you're one of the first in the world. Like the fact that you're at this event, like there were people, so many people don't even know what an NFT is still. So you're here and you're early. So take that advantage. Like you're, you're actually leading Web3. So yeah, yay for yeah. So that. It's really all good.
1: <laughs> 100%. And that leads me on to my next question to Catherine. So a lot of people here probably wanting to look into NFTs, get into NFTs. What are some of the things that you look for when investing and what are some red flags that we should all be aware of?
3: Um, no one is going to sell your land in Bali, like for an <laughs> NFT project, like just not going to happen. Um, there's a couple of things I look for. I look for people that have built before, so successfully built businesses, because building is not for the faint of heart. Um, so I, I look at people's credentials. I also look at who in my network is connected with these people because we largely know everyone. And so if they're new on the scene, I'm extra cautious. Um, I also look at the art and I look at the mission. And if I if it looks too good to be true, it it is too good to be true in Web three. Um, and, and what I would say is, is that you don't don't feel this pressure to invest. Don't feel this pressure to buy. Like I, I definitely spent probably my first year in crypto, just understanding what was real and what was bullshit. And just to be clear, about ninety-five percent of it's bullshit. <laughs> so you are actually, like, I'd rather just say, get your get your Web three dark like tuned in, and then work out. Listen, just listen to people, listen to spaces, ask questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question. If a project is legit, that they will explain. To a first-time buyer, a million times over, how to transact, how to transfer, how to buy an NFT safely, safely what cold storage is, get a ledger, get a SafePal, um, how to operate securely. So I would say they're the sorts of things I look for. If I um, think about you know some of the organisations that I'm really excited about, you know, I'm really excited by the Truth ecosystem. I think they've done incredibly well. Um, and they've done things differently, have kind of created their own path and not copied the, the kind of the first of CryptoPunks or Bored Apes. I, I really like what Boss Beauties is doing. I really like what World of Women is doing. Um, I really like what we're doing uh, in music uh, and sustainability and, and removing plastics from the ocean. I um, think that we're seeing kind of the next generation of work come through. And When I say that, I think that we've got an oversupply of profile picture projects. And so now what you're starting to see is the rise of Web3 fashion, the maturation of Web3 land um, and metaverse strategies in general, you know, Gucci announced their new CEO of metaverse this week. I'm like, can't wait to buy a virtual Gucci. Please be not as expensive as a real one. (laughs) Um, I also think that um, we're really seeing music really shake up the place. And so I think, you know, the fact that you're seeing Warner Brothers Music sign a massive Web 3 deal and an onboarding strategy for music tells me that they're no longer in, like the the Web 2 version of the music industry is a little bit shook by artists that are stepping away from the talent pipeline and that are building solo in Web 3. Um, so it's great to see so many musicians doing well. Um, you know, I think News in the UK, like a couple of weeks ago had the number one song on the iTunes chart, on Web2, and in Web3, on all. And I was like, oh, it was the first time it's ever happened and I was like, this has got to get these big studios shaking in their boots that are taking such huge clips of the ticket from artists. Mm -hmm. And for me just in general, I think artists have been kind of hard done this last century, if I'm honest with you. Like as a society, we have kind of really downgraded the arts in general and created, you know, it almost not be, it not being a purpose and it being a secondary thing to the thing that puts a roof over my head and so I'm all for a renaissance period. Like, oh, we need it to, to come back in a way that I want to see, you know, artists... Building community like doing what they want as their purpose as their main gig and so it's lovely to see them step into this space and buy their first house mm-hmm. and do that those sorts of things that they've been really struggling to do for a long time so it's really exciting at the moment and I would just say follow me on Twitter like I'm, I'm not usually far off picking things yeah. um, and I do really call it there's some great people in this room here that you should be following as well that genuinely tweet out some really interesting stuff and so I'd also just say don't feel pressure, I'm gonna repeat it so many times, don't rush into buying. Don't I promise you like five percent of what is for sale in the market is valuable and ninety five percent of it's going to zero. So don't feel pressured to rush on in and buy something. And when in doubt, just buy something that's already proven itself. Because there's now a lot of those in the market.
2: That's lovely. Thank you so much for that, and um, I also love what Boss Beauties are doing at the moment um, with Lisa Meyer, and I love the the Super Bees. um, just quite recently um, it was book week and um, for any of you that have got kids in the room and my daughter wanted to be a, a superhero she wanted to be Batwoman and it's a concept where you dress up and you take the matching book in with you um, and I trolled the surf coast and the whole of Geelong to see if I could get a Batgirl book which it was it was impossible I couldn't get it I would have had to get it shipped from the US so again just like being a female creator and innovator in the space representation absolutely matters you know diversity we can talk about it just from a gender perspective perspective but it's also as we all know in the room a lot deeper than that as well but um, just to see so many emerging females and female art- artists and creators um, in the space um, more and more each week it's it's phenomenal to see so thank you for sharing some of those projects that you feel particularly confident confident in but I think that is just so important like be curious absolutely but do not feel the pressure and, and absolutely make sure that any projects that you invest in you feel particularly aligned with and, and you like what they're all about so thank you for that Um, Lisa and and Liza um, you're obviously both like huge advocates for the space um, in its entirety Um, we've got a lot of a few people in the room that are actually just brand new to the space and brand new to NFTs Um, if you could give out any advice um, to those newbies in the room um, about looking into sort of minting their first ever NFT what, what would be your advice
4: I'd say get on the sisterhood club.
0: <laughs> Yay!
4: <laughs> yeah, and I I totally echo everything that Catherine said. I, I spent, um, I, th- I think uh, my, my first COVID um, experience in my van down the coast doing a, a deep dive, um, yeah, I spent a long, uh, at least a year trying to understand and get the radar just and... <laughs> When I did that, I thought it'd be a good idea to, to get a hundred other people to do it with me. <laughs> so I, I did create my own uh, women in the metaverse group, and what I learnt was I think that um, p- potentially, you know, women learn differently um, about technology, and we learn we learn one one to one, one to many. You know, like I think the community element's are really important. Get a friend, and get and. I think that what I love about the Web3 communities is it's just so open. You know that the, everyone's so welcoming. You know you reach out to people and you'll be surprised how much. I, I was really surprised in some of the Twitter hangs. You know how how much free information you could get from tax lawyers and and what you know like it seems it was foreign to me to, to to think that everyone would want to help each other in that way. You know having being not so well versed in the in the in the web 1, 2 corporate worlds. So it's, I think, very opening and welcoming. Um, I'm actually working on a, a really exciting product right now, which is uh, uh, a woman in the Metaverse EdTech platform. And uh, I'd be really excited to welcome any, any single one of you to, to reach out to me. And uh, we're... we're we're looking at you know how do we learn like especially as women a lot of women are busy you know we have careers we have families um you might only have two minutes four minutes what's the two minute read what can you listen to what are the podcasts when you're on your commute what can you <laughs> sometimes in the shower you know you can put the, put the spaces on the shower like these are we get these moments as women when we're, we're so multi-dimensional multifaceted. faceted um I communicate with my kids through games, so I've I've been have been a gamer for for a long time, kind of, <laughs> anyway. But um, you know, I think there's that's a way to connect with your kids too. You know, like get in some of those bigger multiplayer games. You know, look at your NBA two Ks, and sometimes the kids will say, "Oh, look, you've had a bad day. I'll I'll buy a pair of shoes. We go shopping in the game, you know." And it's the same the same areas of the brain light up, you know. Like, so they. I was at the um, Nike store in, in Brighton, and my eleven uh, year old was trying on the net the net, net fleece, whatever they're called, uh, tracksuit pants. And he, he out "Oh, can I get these trackies? I'll trade you my Kyrie NFT." <laughs> Uh, and the people behind the store were like, What is that 10 year old talking about? Like, is like, No, none of it goes over 500. No, no. Uh, So, I, I'd say it's we're all learning together. Like, even like we have this conversation, all the investors, when we're looking at investing in tech, Web3 tech companies, you know, we, we kind of look at each other around the table. It's a bit of a game of posing, eyeballing everyone, but everyone's. No one knows. That's the best bit. That's what I love the most about it. We're at the frontier. Like this is, this is kind of. Um yeah those all those feels from way back in 2007 like this is a land grab and we're alpha and you're here and this is australia and we're women It's so exciting like it's really just start you know just start off by you know yeah definitely following people like Catherine on on twitter and and uh georgie and pam and and i'm sure lisa as well you know let's start our community here and and, and work together and all help each other but just yeah keep your eyes and ears peeled and get a amongst
1: it amazing and Catherine back to you so there's lots of people wanting to start their own projects and maybe don't know where to start or being in their market should they even begin like what's your advice for anyone here today that is thinking about starting their own project in this market right now should they and if they if you say yes what should they be thinking about Um,
3: Absolutely. I think don't be afraid of building in web free. Um, I would say your first 12 months is building your network. And so do all the big events. Do Art Basel in Miami. Do NFT New York. Do NFT Fest November 23rd, 24th in Melbourne. Um, Go and see what good looks like. Like there is a there is a standard. There are benchmark communities out there. Some incredible Australian projects out there. You know, Dead Fellas, Lazy Lions, Sisterhood. Like there's some wonderful, wonderful leaders in Australia that are doing incredible things in this space. And so I think that um, a lot of the most common mistake that people make in Web3 is they think that they can open a Twitter account today and next week they can start minting. And the reality is is that the community part of Web3 is the most important part of building if you want sustainability if you want to come in and make make money and then walk away from the project um, I'm not a fan of you and I'm not a fan of doing that Um, so it means take your time build build your network there's no such thing as a stupid question Um, events are really fun too like we've been underdone like we had our peak peak web 3 like boom seasons and we were, like, locked down. It was so disappointing. And then you're watching everyone around the world celebrate Web3. It was, like, major FOMO. It was not good. <laughs> so um, I think the next 12 months, like, particularly Art Basel, um, NFT Fest in Melbourne and 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 NFT NYC are my top three on the list for the next kind of six, seven months, and I think they're going to go off because people are, like, particularly the Australian contingents, like i think we're going to behave badly in a really fun australian way uh, because we're underdone um so just just build the relationships first and just be kind to yourself and um if you're a female founder my advice is whatever you're thinking of charging at a minimum, double it.
2: Triple oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Be unapologetic. I love that. <laughs> um, no, thank you so much for that. That's really valuable advice for, and I hope, you know, people have taken away from that if you are thinking of building. Go for it. Um, Lisa, back to you. I feel so I've asked you quite a few questions. Today. Anyway, um, so back to more of a, a marketing standpoint, could you talk to us a little bit about What are the differences between Web 2 marketing and Web 3 marketing and how can projects and businesses at the moment successfully
0: market in this new space? Ooh, that's a very good question do we have like 10 hours I feel like I could talk about this <laughs> for a really long time I'm gonna keep it to a couple of points so I've already spoken a bit about loyalty so I want to talk about social media so um, one thing I think about web 2 social is that it's actually not really social media it's actually more media because if you think about the brands that you follow they really actually engage back so they post a photo and then you know some of the community members might comment and the brand rarely actually even comments back so really that's kind of quite media it's not really social plus wow. if you think about about it, the actual community members themselves don't really comment back either so I look at web three and god damn the community is so needy it's like not even funny like if you're not talking to them every single day they honestly think you're doing nothing or you're dead like they're ready to send out a search party yeah. so that's, that's sleeping all. is also a prime in web three <laughs> yeah, yeah. it seriously is like honestly I'm like go to sleep people like stop commenting um but yeah it's really interesting because we've seen platforms like traditionally in web two you've got instagram Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, like those are kind of the major platforms. In Web3, it's more Twitter and Discord. Discord, I freaking hate Discord, um, but it's like it's like it was a platform used for gamers. Honestly, it, it took me like about an hour just to sign in to the first time I used Discord. It was just so complicated, but it's really good as a customer service hub. I like to think of it as a way that you can chat. Uh, you know, if anything goes wrong, you can um, easily communicate with the brand and the the interesting thing about Discord is we're finding that the actual community members are helping shoulder that um, customer service um, burden, so to speak. So you might jump in and actually see moderators and they're just generally from the community, so it won't just have to be on the brand to actually talk to the community. Um, Really hyper-engaged people would actually jump into the project and help moderate the Discord too. So um, that's definitely really, it's so high-touch in Web3, it's crazy. Um, Also Something that's different is—I uh, mean, I grew up in the Instagram era where everything just has to be perfect. Like it's so filtered, and you know, you only show people generally the finished product. You sort of rarely show that journey. Where in Web three, you really have to build in front of your audience. So you've got to show them what you're doing, get them to you know contribute, get them to be part of the journey. So for me, I actually love that because it makes them feel a bit more engaged with the project, what you're building, and even when I think about capital raising, and I think you know Gary Vee's on this uh, great example with a restaurant called fly fish club which is honestly really hard to say it's like a tongue twister uh, thanks gary but he released memberships as nfts for his restaurant and he did two tiers of membership so one was uh, i think twelve thousand dollars and the others the other one was twenty four thousand dollars and from that he raised um, fourteen million dollars just selling memberships i was like oh my god i can't wait to go to the restaurant and i realized it hadn't even been built yet i was like what the hell like people are spending all this money on a restaurant that doesn't exist what they do did was they've been using that money to actually fund the build of the restaurant. So it open this year, I think uh, actually maybe in November in New York. Now, the interesting thing is with the membership, you can actually lease that out. So if you're not living in New York, you can actually lease it out. So it becomes an asset. So someone can actually, uh, I guess, rent your membership to make a booking because you need a membership to make a booking. So all of a sudden, using the power of blockchain technology, he's created these assets for people. So previously, like if I was say like a silver member for witchery, I couldn't lease that That out to you know someone else to give them my benefits. So I thought that was actually quite an interesting way of um, capital raising using Web3 technology. Um, And then finally, one of my favorite ways that Web3 technology um, is really changing the game in the marketing space is the acceleration of brand IP. So I think about say Nike. So if Nike release an NFT, all of a sudden you don't get to own the Nike swoosh, you don't get to use the brand um, to create whatever you want to do. Otherwise, you'll definitely get sued uh, by Nike or Disney. Um, Uh, But in Web3, what projects are doing like Bored Ape Yacht Club, CryptoPunks, which are some of the blue chip projects in the space, is they're actually giving holders the commercial rights to utilize the artwork in the actual NFT that they hold, which for me is actually super smart because now you don't just have uh, one entity driving brand IP and brand equity. You all of a sudden have, say, if there's 10,000 NFTs, 10,000 potential people driving the acceleration of that brand. So if you look at Bored Apes, for example, um, holders have uh, created restaurants, they've done weed, <laughs> they've done beauty products, uh, alcohol, just utilising the, the commercial um, IP. So that's allowed the project to go from a valuation of zero when it launched in April 2021 to now being valued at $5 billion. Like that's actually nuts. Like it's really hard for a company to just seriously go from a, a zero to $100 million valuation, let alone $5 billion, in the space of a year and a half so because the holders are all you know out there saying this is the brand this is exciting we're you know creating a restaurant or creating a beauty line with it it suddenly gets the brand to be uh, amplified so much further and it's also you think about it from this perspective it makes it so much more creative because if you've just got people sitting in the nike headquarters going what can we do with the nike swoosh like they're probably not thinking about doing a restaurant or a weed i don't know if weeds probably not a brand for nike but they're not thinking about, you know, doing creative things with the actual brand, whereas you've got all of a sudden 10,000 minds globally going, okay, cool. How can we actually um, accelerate this brand? So for me, I actually find that really exciting. 100%.
1: 100%. And hopefully, everyone here tonight can just see there is massive opportunity in this space, which is why we're all sat here very enthusiastic. And uh, I want to like lead over to the audience now. Did anyone have any questions uh, for panelists here today? Please don't be shy. No question is silly. Um, yeah. Anyone with any questions tonight? Oh. Thank you so much. Um, I'm a total newbie and I just, I'm in the healthcare space. I'm a physio working in the NDIS and just crypto curious and curious about Web3. So I was just wondering if any of you have any ideas about what's happening in healthcare and that sort of stuff with Web3. Just, uh...
3: You're seeing some really large brands that are starting. Up. When you when you mention healthcare, I think immediately of Alpha Girls Club. Uh, it, it's an amazing project um, founded by an ex Google technology exec and his daughter, um, who is an artist, and their sole purpose is mental health. Um, and so they're a huge community. The art's incredible. Um, if you haven't had a look now, it's a very cheap time to buy. Um, I'm a huge fan. Um, and then you've got, you know, projects like the Crypto Mories where they actually have counselling. Um, and psychology appointments available to their holders it's it's actually part of the utility so it was then like i was like instant buy like instant buy i will have that free psychologist included it's not free because you buy the nft but um mental health particularly in web 3 yeah. because we don't sleep enough and there's this kind of there's this high, the real high highs and real low lows, which is what happens when you're in like the dial up internet stage of any growing sector, is that, you know, it, you have real extremes. And so I do worry about the mental health of teams and people that are solo building away from these larger organizations. Um, So one thing we haven't talked about tonight that I would more just flag is that there's a way to be in Web3 in your career and not being a founder or not being part of a founding team that is less stressful. Like If you don't want to go, that's, you know, complete from scratch startup vibe. There are so many incredible companies in Australia, Magic Eden, Immutable. There are teams in Australia right now that are building scale, have been valued over a billion dollars and they're really starting that journey and they need lawyers and marketers and accountants and traditional skills just as much as they need their Web3 skills. So if you haven't had a look at Web3 careers, um, I'd encourage you to. There's also a great project called Rootroop, incredible uh, founder uh, in Stone and um, and they just are launching a Web3 recruiting platform employer in, in, and I think that, you know, they're the seek.com of Australian Web3. So I think that um, if you haven't had a glance at what does a Web3 career look like not as a builder or a founder, there's huge ways to participate where you can learn and get paid a salary at the same time. So if you haven't considered that, I'd be open to that as well.
0: Oh, I was going to say, if I could add to that, um, so everyone that I've hired has never worked in Web3 before because it's still new, so I just hire people that are obsessed with Web3 because I know <laughs> they're probably not going to sleep like I, I don't sleep, um, but I, I know that the pace is so fast. If you're not genuinely interested in it, it's like... It's not for you. You will not survive. (laughs) It's really hardcore. It's like being on a treadmill. Like you're just constantly going. You're like, who's entered the space today? I jump on. I'm like, well, who's entered the space? What's going on? Who's like been canceled? What's like, you know, what's the latest? So um, I can say that you're like, if you're thinking about going into the space and also, I don't know if Nicole. Nicole, here I was talking to one of my friends. (laughs) Yeah, so um, Nicole, like, sorry, I'm just going to call you (laughs) about that. We're talking before about like, you know, what you want to do with your career, and then you're like, oh, you know, I want to go into Web three and explore that and see if that's possible. I was like, good on you because you're going to be one of the few people doing that and you don't necessarily need to have Web3 on your resume because let's face it, not that many people are going to have experience in Web3. It's just There's just not that many companies doing it. But if you can put yourself out there and just say, I'm obsessed with Web3, hire me because I live and breathe it, like that's going to go a long way. And, um, you know, and and look, you know, that's how I got a job in fashion actually because I love fashion and I obviously came from a tax background and I think when they got my application, they were like, who the hell is this person? I did this like seven page amazingly photoshopped um, application but I didn't paint so the photoshopping is really bad. <laughs> honestly Microsoft please never cancel paint it's like the best application ever <laughs> um, but you know I think just having like honestly having passion for something for me I'm like that is so attractive to an employer. Employer, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like that goes so much further because you can pretty much teach anything, but you can't teach passion and genuine interest in a space. Um, and then on the healthcare side, I saw, like, a hospital, I think, went into Web3. I was like, how can a hospital go into Web3? And they were doing consultations in the metaverse. Oh, well, that's actually so interesting because, yeah, because awesome. you – Yeah, exactly, because you think about telehealth because I would never – like, so I do my therapy now just online with my therapist, and previously, like, I always would be doing it in person, and I don't know why she's always Used to sit really far away from me and I'd always be like leaning forward I'm like is this a test because like why are you sitting so far away from me um, and I never thought I could not do it in person then obviously with COVID um, came and I was like I need help please help me she's like I can't see you um let's do zoom I was like zoom that's gonna suck and then I like did and I was like oh it's actually really convenient so I think we're now so used to actually just being able to converse online so then that's that next evolution which will elevate it even more so you can still feel like you're actually in the room with the person like you've got your little dorky headset on but like the experience will be so much more elevated because as humans we're not actually designed to sit there on zoom all day and one of my clients is actually telling me this really interesting fact like um, zoom wastes a lot of energy because say for example and I think I am definitely guilty um, this uh you might talk really loudly without realizing on zoom and no one tells you they just lower the volume <laughs> so you're just wasting all this energy going, yeah so you know web3 is amazing and they're just like lowering the volume and you're just wasting all this energy talking um and then people are, like actually always look at their own camera because they're so conscious of themselves and we waste so much energy doing that so he actually gave me this tip he goes to turn your camera off because otherwise you'll be so focused on what you look like and you get distracted i was like oh these are all great tips so now i'm like can someone please tell me if i'm yelling on zoom because i don't <laughs> I don't want to work all that energy but you know i feel like the metaverse is going to elevate so many experiences and i think people are scared about it but you know it's never going to replace real life but it can help make those um, digital interactions so much more exciting so yeah and good on you like exciting start of a really cool
4: journey can I just add something to that? I'll as well. This is the, uh, the, the the wise old woman in the corner. W- w- one of the things that does concern me a little bit is that 24-7 stuff, like the energy rating, and I've been through all that and I've been through burnout and I've, you know, through Web 1 and 2 and I'm not going to do it again, Web 3. You know, I think that um, that's also potentially one of the issues for women. Uh, if we can find a way to, to um, you know, you can dip into the Web 3 space as an investor and and that's, that's the way I do it and um, find incredible projects and entrepreneurs and you can take your time, you can be gentle, you can meditate. You can be be careful, and I don't like you know this this, this super hype. I mean that that's what um, I think maybe my role is as a as a as a wise old person is to kind of give back in that way to, to to think that we we should be able to use the tech to our advantage. Sleep so important, nurturing our body, our mental health, and how do we find that om um, in the in the hyperness? and especially as you age, and um, we have an aging population. (laughs) but so you know that's just different perspective so there is there's different phases and stages and ages but also um, we've got the opportunity to to, this time around to maybe take a more sensible approach and that'd be my my little two bits worth
2: (laughs) no awesome thank you is there any more questions from the audience yes a couple questions
0: I have a question this is a really random one no stupid questions right um so I'm, uh, I've just started my business and three months in and
3: I'm building up my network. And I think this is more of a security or a technical question and that's fear, like Lisa mentioned, of, of entering into the space. I'm a crypto investor, I've got NFTs and I'm, the Web3 space is
0: a worldwide community. And I guess um, sometimes I'm a bit fearful of, you know, if I connect with a certain person, they're going to scam me, they're going to scam me out of my crypto or my NFTs or, you know, whatever I've got going on. And I guess, you know, what would be your
3: advice or, um, to someone with my mindset thinking in that way? <laughs> um, first of all, I feel like being scammed in Web3 is a rite of passage because once you do it, like, it, it just happens. And it will be scammed in a way that you won't realise. Like, it might be that you clicked on a malicious link in. because, by the way, in Discord, your DMs are not open, okay? We don't take random messages from strangers and we don't click on links ever. Never click on links. Um, so I'd say a couple of things. One, use multiple wallets. So have a Mint wallet have you know your trading wallets and then have cold multiple cold storage wallets and have your cold storage wallets and your seed phrases not in your house Um, so I'll let you figure out what that is for you where you'll mentally go not in my house because if you do get socially profiled and there have been cases in the U.S. in particular where people have been socially profiled and there has been home invasions you just don't want there there to be any sort of valuables in your home. Um, The other thing I would say is that 95% of people in Web3 are really welcoming and wonderful and The block and the mute button are like, like, don't be afraid to use them. I use them on the regular. Um, And I would also say this, like, just build a network of really good white hats and and black hats and grey hats because you you will need to phone a friend, particularly if you're working and building in this space. Your Discord may get compromised, your Twitter may get compromised and it's who you can pick up instantly and say, can you please bring Twitter and, and let them, like... Help me out very quickly because someone's using my profile to maliciously try and steal can from people. Me? <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about that after. Um, so I would I would just say there's ways to protect yourself, but don't overthink it. Like there is an you're you smart if you can walk to your car safely in Australia, you can absolutely secure yourself in Web3. Thank
2: you. Awesome. Great question. Yeah. I one one question over here and then come to you, Joe.
4: Yeah. Um, I think, Liza, this this might be more for you. Um, th- there's this concept of like behavioral biometrics. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but our, our movements in virtual reality can be tracked and used to diagnose us for certain conditions or just understand us better as humans. Obviously, there's creepy applications, but if I just want to see if you've seen any startups or businesses or companies or anyone focusing their efforts on, on data that comes out of the metaverse and, and VR. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's it's fascinating. Um, I think um, there's, yeah, it, it's such an interesting space, big data, AI, and uh, the biometrics. I mean, it's, it's equally as frightening as it is... Exciting, and that's that's what it's kind of hard to know um, how to where where and how to draw the line, like how much utility we want to give up for free and and how much we want to keep. But um, oh, you see, I mean, some of the some of the kind of um, IMs that come across my desk, I probably get five to ten a day, and um, yeah, the just the amount of of global you know innovation in this space is. It's really interesting. I, I'm seeing a lot of stuff in sports tech, um, esports, gaming, um, poker is p- apparently now a sport. Uh, um, but, you know, um, yeah, health tech's huge too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm equally as, as kind of excited about it as I am frightened about it, <laughs> to be honest. Do you guys have any? Oh, one more question, Jared.
5: Thank you, much. Hey guys, uh, first off, fantastic panel. That was absolutely phenomenal. So really appreciate it. Uh, so my name's Jared. I work for a company called Blue Thumb. We're in uh, art, traditional art, so physical art, painting oh, yeah. art, where people want to see and touch and feel art. Like. Um, we naturally have an NFT um, strategy. I've only been in the company for about six weeks or so. Um, we're about uh, Helping artists quit their jobs it's a sort of unofficial vision so NFTs are fascinating because royalties in the traditional art space don't exist you buy a piece of art and it gets handed around ten times the artist doesn't see a dime so i've been exploring that that in the nft space which has been fascinating um a question around Uh, accessibility and when I say accessibility for the web 3 space I'm talking more socio-economic status Um, I've been to a handful of events in the last six weeks in this new job um, and they've been either crypto bros or very wealthy people Um, I was wondering if someone could sort of talk to that side of NFTs and web 3 in particular Um,
3: I would say you have to look below the surface to find your people in Web3 because 90% of it is, is male dominated. Um, and that's not a bad thing. There's great men in Web3 and great mentors. Um, In Australia, there's a number of projects that have been incredible at bringing, you know, Indigenous artists and and female artists in Australia to the floor, particularly in socioeconomic areas. We had um, Randy Zuckerberg was part of the advisory team for Meta Angels, which the artist was Aslan Ruby and a percentage of their Profits. Um, she's an Indigenous artist and a percentage of their profits went into onboarding more Indigenous artists into Web3. Um, you've had uh, Year of the Women with their artist, uh, Yasmin, um, and they, they specifically are creating a talent pipeline of uh, Indigenous women and women in remote and socioeconomic struggling areas in Australia to to help demystify Web3 and help them see a career in it. Um, If you haven't checked out what Damien Hirst did in Web3, that's your homework. Um, I just don't, I can't imagine ever burning an NFT, but I probably would for a physical Damien Hirst piece of art. I'm not going to lie, the dots just get me. Um, And I would say there's a metaverse gallery um, in Little Collins, Um, just down past Elizabeth, if you haven't checked that out, that's open Thursdays to Sundays. So there is a gallery in Melbourne that you can kind of look and see and get to Art Basel as quickly as you can. Make it on the bucket list.
5: Yeah, yeah. You. And just a plug: I'm actually hiring people. If you've got a marketing background and are into Web3, come have a chat to me. I really need to. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, also, I need to mooning, to mooning. That yeah, 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 sounds yeah, like I'm yeah. for you. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so awesome. hey, um, Well,
4: let's just um, thank you so much for everybody coming. Let's put your hands together for um, panel guests Georgie and Pam.
1: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give a little share on your social. And if you have time, please leave a review. And I hope to see you next time. Take care.